Allentown, Bethlehem, Easton, and sometimes Mays. Welcome to the Lehigh Valley with Love Podcast. All right, all right, all right. Hey, Tyler, it's episode 59. 59. Of the Lehigh Valley with Love podcast. We do have an in studio guest. Um, give us a second. We apologize. But we do have some news to, to start off with. We came to an agreement with PBS 39 that we will, uh, the Lehigh Valley with Love podcast will now be seen and heard. Right. As a PBS 30 minute show weekly starting sometime in April or not. Exactly sure, yeah. Can you imagine our faces <laughs> on television? Well, we wa- we shot the pilot, and then we we went. Uh, our faces PBS. on the news in a positive light, and I not just, because I can't wait till like somebody's watching PBS, like they just got through like a nice cooking show, yeah, or something, and then we come on and we're like, all right, all right, all right, tear down Martin Tower. <laughs> it's uh, exciting though. No, it's, There's it's, like cameras and stuff, and we have to like like know where we're looking <laughs> and. Do it. We were watching the uh, the pilot as we were in the thing in the office, like looking. Everybody's looking at it, and it's just crazy that like it, the shots on Tyler, and then it goes to you know, like everybody on uh, yeah the whole the whole panel, and then and the shot goes to George. To then real quick, like let's get off of George, get off of George, yeah. get off of George. Like, fast, he's fast. a horrible, horrible <laughs> shot. Uh, but no, we're really excited. We want to thank PBS and everybody who listens because this is pretty. It's crazy. We're gonna do yeah. you know it's it's eight episodes to start out. Um, and, you know, we don't hoping, know when yet, so stay tuned for but the, a- April. Yeah. Well, no, I'm saying like when in the. Oh the, yeah, we have the, no idea. Hopefully, it's like not at 2 a.m. Right. We didn't. Right. So if PBS is listening. Although I'm a, I'm up at 2 a.m. I know. Believe it or not. Do we? Do you think we can get into like prime time? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how like, that works. Like uh, we need to be six o'clock every day. Well, George, here's the thing. Considering right now, you're it, we're in your attic and you're sitting Indian style with bare feet. <laughs> I think anything's an improvement, <laughs> right? Like, can I do? You know, we do have a desk, so I technically, yeah. uh, we just have to be dressed well you know what? above the waist. I, can't, I just want to do this thing, and I see it on talk shows all the time. I want to have papers, and when we start it, I want to go okay, on the desk. Do, keep that paper you have now <laughs> and bring it with what's you. What's on this paper, though? Let's get into what's okay, on this let's paper. Go. So, we, um, so, again, real quick, though, thank you for everybody who supported us. Yes, thank us. you. We'll have more news. Oh, and the one thing that's important that we want to make clear is that the show will be then put onto the podcast. However, the podcast version of the TV show will be probably about 15 minutes longer Yeah, with some extra stuff and maybe some stuff that we're like so not, be not like, allowed to say. Not just, that we're going to yeah. do anything, but just like stuff that either ran for time or isn't super... So this is not going away is what you're saying. Show. We're, we're going to still release this Mondays yes. here. However, you can also see part of that on television right we don't know when the condensed version with like the best stuff is the tv show mm-hmm. and then the podcast is all of that plus some other stuff that either didn't make the cut or just shouldn't have been on Should, yeah, TV. Been on. <laughs> um but yeah so that's great and we're gonna move on we do have an in-studio guest guests but we have uh, brandon wonder with the alternative gallery and his buddy steve is also here um yeah, and thanks for coming out. Some, thanks for having us. Some fun stuff. So before we get into the the news that you're going to get into, we want to uh, you know tease that. So stay with us. Uh, we, I want to talk. We're going to head to commercial break, everybody. <laughs> yeah, since we're on PBS now, we have 13 <laughs> yeah. commercials. Yeah, 13 commercials. Well, they're getting the funding cut. They got to do something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Now, now we're not going to have it. <laughs> Can we not bash PBS for the first episode that we have it? Oh, we love you, PBS. No, PBS is great. And congrats um, on that. That's huge. Really it's so funny. I'm taking really proud this, of you guys. I'm taking this class, community college. Uh, still there, baby. After all these years, <laughs> um, you're like Van Wilder. <laughs> I know, I know. And uh, it's a history of broadcasting class. And we had our meeting on th- Friday. Thursday w- it was we just learned about PBS, wow. and I'm like taking notes. I'm like, <laughs> wow. I'm wait, 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 wait. For the meeting. So wait, was the class like? And... Do you guys know who PBS is? You so you yeah, just learned I mean, that PBS existed. That's great. <laughs> Yeah, That's well like, timed. We, we learned about like like radio. We learned about like everything. But it just so happened that the day before that meeting, it was like, wow. well, today we're just going to learn exclusively about the public broadcasting system. What did you learn? Yes. Do you have any like caveats you can give us? Um, that it's good. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. 
Anyway, so <laughs> I don't learn in class well, which is why I'm there after 10 years. Like, I don't learn good, I guess. Learn well, learn good. If I learned, I would know the right word to say about learning. You learn, you learn, you do things well. Things are good. Okay. If you remember it that way. Nope. Yep. All right. right so up? let's go. Yeah. So, Brandon, can you bring us up to speed with A, what the alternative gallery in Allentown is? Because it's on, um, am I wrong? It's on 6th Street? 4th and Fourth, Tillman. 4th and Tillman. Yeah, you were wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> um, and I've been there. <laughs> I can talk about my experience there too because it's a crazy. Me too. I. This is a great place. It's a crazy. It's a crazy place. If you haven't been there, it's just wild to walk into. But I want to set the stage. So, can you kind of give us a little bit of background on yourself and how this all came to be? Sure. Uh, so myself, I've always been, as I like to talk about now, uh, my, my childhood years where I was obsessed with both movies and archaeology. So oh, I guess wow. With now where I'm heading, with uh, the alternative gallery being a place not just for current art but kind of a retro museum of sorts we we get to kind of go out so you probably love jurassic park right? i love Jura- i actually <laughs> like Indiana combination Jones. Of my Indiana first Jones. script ever was jurassic park sequel which i still have you wrote it i wrote it no i way. i illustrated it i drew the poster and i even set up all the action figures and took photos as what? my storyboards because i can't draw <laughs> and i have it at the gallery you can definitely come by and see it's my first screenplay how old were you when you wrote that uh, i was probably it was before the second film came out, so it was probably about 10. 10 years old? Tyler, how, yeah. old how old were you? You were when 10. You wrote, I was when 10. you wrote Jurassic, a, a screenplay for Jurassic Park. Yeah, it was Park. called Jurassic Park 3 Among the Chaotic Edge. What the? Are you <laughs> kidding me? No, I'm so totally serious. And then you just like, ah, I'll get out and of film. I, I just I just fucked around for like 20 years then. And now <laughs> I'm trying to get back to it. That's awesome. Yeah. So I, I was... Uh, you're nailed, what were you doing at 10? Tyler what? was eating glue. And at 10, I was like <laughs> so, trying, trying to figure out what... Like foot should walk before the other foot, you know. Well, as I, I actually, it's interesting because when I get obsessed with something, I really just delve into. But how did it you even know myself. at ten that, like, when you're at ten, I didn't even know scripts. <laughs> I probably just saw people just well, were in front of a camera yelling it, about. It was stuff. more. It was more a synopsis. It wasn't an actual screenplay. There were parts of it, and of course, at ten years old, I had no idea what I was doing. Okay, so you wrote a synopsis. Sorry right, yeah, that you. Yeah. That's like, that's, <laughs> That's even more impressive. <laughs> and it was in cursive, See, which is impressive. Imagine a 10-year-old like, actually, you're ten, like, actually, this isn't a screenplay. This is a synopsis. Yeah. I just wanted to... Yeah. Do you have your friends over? They're like, guys, I wrote a screenplay. Yeah. This guy's like, I farted. <laughs> and the, the whole concept of the movie was, because I, I love these characters, and it's like, well, how do you get them back on the island? So it was like... Oh, wow. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I wanted to have a mix of the old characters and new characters. And how did like, you get them back on the island? They they had, after they claimed the, the island was clear, they had like a, like a remembrance cruise, and then the island was not clear. <laughs> And of course, a storm forced them to go inland to the island. That's pretty good. Wow. Yeah. So there's like because it would drama like yeah. Like, and then and then I also played in the first film where Nedry lost his uh, Barbasol can with all the dino yeah. DNA. So that comes back into play because I always wanted to know what the hell happened to it. So and I was pissed that is off. A good point. They never they, they never, never really talked about it. It never washed Whoa, up I'm anywhere. I'm thoroughly impressed right now. Never anything. So. So after your foray into. Um, Film, television, yeah, uh, film writing at ten years old, you know, at twelve. Well, I knew it, I knew at like four or five years old that I wanted to make movies. I didn't know what that meant, but I was so enamored by sure. initially Ghostbusters, and then from there things like Ninja Turtles, uh, Street Fighter really we changed can all, things we for can me. All relate. I got really interested in the Japanese culture, which kind of opened yeah. up the whole world to me. You know, beyond the American borders. But I actually, within the last six months, I made a list of every obsession I've ever had in my life in order. Really? Yes. <laughs> A late night thought I had and literally spent 15, 20 minutes writing out every single it took obsession. took you 15 minutes? to was fire. I was stream of conscious. Boom, 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 but boom. But I feel like that's a long time. Yeah. How many was, do you have? Uh, it was probably 50 or 60 things long. You're so like obsessed time. with personally. Like, yes. But since you've probably- Since Ghostbusters. But there's some that oh, are no okay, longer yeah. you've been obsessed with, right? Yeah, not anymore. No, I mean, I pa- pro- pa- yeah. mostly passing obsessions. Cinema. That is pretty interesting, though, because you're right. Like, you, you know, you make fun of Robocop. Obviously, I'm not playing with action figures. To, well, <laughs> as often <laughs> as <laughs> yeah, yeah, as often. Yeah, but fun. you know, you you do have those things. Like when you're, because this is I was uh, listening because Nine Inch Nails, the 25 years since the Downward Spiral yeah, came out. It's a great record. 
And so that day, like I, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna listen to the whole record again. Yeah. Today, and it's when you listen to it, it kind of brings you back to uh-huh. 1995 yeah. or whatever, 94. And like listening to that at that time, I'm like, this record was so. Oh, I'd sit at home and just listen to yeah. it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Absorb it. You're like mad at. That's why know. I'm surprised I'm in art. Like, yeah. because I didn't, I don't have like, go, I probably have seen Ghostbusters, but mm. I don't like remember. Yeah. Like, I, I, Star Wars, never saw it growing up. I didn't watch TV. You know, I did, like made plays with my thing. cousins, yeah. but I didn't read. I still don't read. <laughs> <laughs> so you figured out how to read, but it <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not I gonna know use how. <laughs> I know how to like sound out words and stuff. <laughs> what I did when I was young, this is weird. This is like, like Rain Man level. I don't know if I said it on here. I would read. There's a book called The Children's Almanac, and it's just facts. And I was enamored with populations of cities sure yeah that's interesting like alexa i knew can do that you want to hear well yeah that, you're basically comparing me to alexa that's <laughs> <laughs> was there like was there a reason behind that like, i don't know and like in class i would draw like city blocks wow like no, you'd be I, like I definitely... the, like i wouldn't know anything like in, in class but if my teacher was like what's the what was the population of buffalo from 1990 to 1998 yeah, be true. like 552,000 you're like a mix uh, of like an anthropologist yeah. and a sociologist <laughs> yeah, yeah. there that's that's actually pretty cool what do you think I don't the population know. of buffalo actually is right now let's take a guess 485,000 people oh man that seems like a lot but you know what you're probably right i'm going to say i I'm, well, I'm going to this is this guess 480 yeah. i'm going i'm going to guess 5 510 price is right rules I'm going to go say over. like 30 because it's really cold up there. <laughs> 30, 300,000. No, just 30 people. Well, it's not 30 people. Okay, let's try. <laughs> but he might win because Five, if you go over, you're off, right? Yeah. Is that the price is right rules? Sure, if you're, yep. If, yep. Yeah. One dollar. What's your, what's your guess? I will guess ooh, 462. Ooh, oh, he's man. going in tight. Let's find out, He right? kind of screwed me right there. No, that's, 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 that's What cool. are you, George? That's how you play. 510. 510? Man, I think I might be a little low. So let's see. Alexa, what's the population of Buffalo, New York? As of 2017, the population of Buffalo, New York is 259. I win. So, <laughs> <30 was close. laughs> Listen. That's, I thought it would be more like around 500. There's been a lot of uh, shifting in, <laughs> in the population since I read the last almanac. See, now, <laughs> now I'm going to be interested in this for the rest of the yeah, day. Yeah, see, I know. Yeah. I, I started a monster here. So where were the hell were we? So what, you well, so you were interested so, in all Like a things. savant. We were talking to a savant <laughs> yeah. or a prodigy, you know, and I was trying to relate by saying I know, <laughs> which I was like 200,000 off anyway, so what, I'm not my, even good at my prodigy. <laughs> <laughs> the movie obsessions were kind of paved the path to where I am today, and... And I got to circle back in a way uh, because I never considered myself an artist to any degree. And I think it's largely because of how Americans view art. Okay. That if you're not a painter or a sculptor or make some weird abstract shit that no one understands, you're not a true artist. And I didn't understand at that point that writers and photographers mm-hmm. and filmmakers and dancers, and they were, they're artists too in their own right. Right. And, because I didn't see it that way, I didn't consider myself a part of that. Right. So to run an art gallery now is insane, but I wanted to – I so what I did was when I, when I was 22 years old, I still had the dream to make films. I had made a bunch of shorts and music videos and things like that, and at 22, I decided I'm going to do it. I'm going to take a plunge, and I moved to New York City to make films, and I worked as a freelance videographer – a camera for hire. I worked on a bunch of different projects, web series, music videos. Did you have any fun films. like horror movies? Oh yeah, because I I'm like the big. If you um, I I got some stuff you could watch. I, I shot a whole feature horror film in five days. It was yeah. and my buddy got sued for because we trashed the place. But uh, we well, rented like, ever... a place in the Poconos and it was just we destroyed. What was the name it. of it? Reality Bleed Through. Oh okay. Yeah. Because I just if you've ever watched, I love the streaming like Netflix and whatever. Netflix is like when you go to a blockbuster and rent a nice movie, and Amazon Prime Video is like the dollar DVD bin <laughs> yep, at uh, yep. Best Buy or whatever. Yep. Uh, and there are some horrible horror movies made by. Yeah, but uh, um, imagine those people telling their friends and family like they've made it. Yeah, like well, right of course. Yeah. And then they're like, "I'm done." I got like sixteen dollars for their. I've always yeah. wondered that because there's about there's some filmmakers I follow on. And Facebook I'm not bashing them because you know what? If that's what you want to make, go do it for right. sure. No, absolutely. But there's some that think. That's I think the issue is when you you make a film like that and you know that it's rough around the edges. Sure. Not being able to know that. Yeah. Like when you actually think you're like it's ten out of ten. Well, I I, I have a theory about that. Um, I think horror fans are all 
horror filmmakers are often such big fans that they're kind of caught in the oh, trap okay. of like like Tarantino when he, he sometimes he makes movies about movies and he's best when he's just making a film. Yeah. And I think horror fans are tr- are trying too much to they love it so recreate much. what they love. Yeah. Which yeah. isn't bad. No, I because I enjoy that, them. they get trapped in that box. But I like the fact that they're so like it's a bad movie. Yeah. But you can still enjoy it that way. But then when you hear like the director of this horrible movie be like, This is you know, I'm on yeah, par yeah. with high art. It's like, no, you're not. I mean yeah, you, yeah. I get it. I very much enjoy this, but it's not Yeah, you know Yeah, totally understandable. Whatever. Have you so, worked on any projects like like what's your favorite project that you work on? Anything that like sniffed like um, television or like the, my the favorite time? project I worked on was my favorite project for not the reason it might seem. I worked on Thirty Seconds to Mars, Jarrett Little's band. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I worked on their music video for the Hurricane. Huh. Um, he, I was not a big fan of him. He's he's very pretentious in his own way. I did have a cell phone and I was totally like trying to look through it. But why do you have a cell phone? Because I he <laughs> he had his cell phone on him during the I shot. Stole it? And he needed to not have it in the shot, so he just handed it to me, and I was like, I should totally see what's on this. <laughs> I what was his, what his was his, private... Do you know what his background was? No, it was it was. Right Right before like a picture of iPhone stick, it was like it was no. like what, whatever the next step above a BlackBerry was. It wasn't anything like. Might have just been even Tyler, is that what you have now? <laughs> no, <laughs> Motorola. I got it. I want that. You still I get service one. for those? Yeah. I, I was just saying. What's well, interesting? But the reason I like that so much is I worked with the director of photography um, from the movie Irreversible. It's a Gaspar Noe film, mm-hmm. okay. and me and him, I would have to go pick him up from his hotel. Driving a set for this music video. Music videos are great because they're like three, four, five days of work, and then he f- would fly back. I think mm-hmm. to the Czech Republic, which was where he was from. Mm. And we, uh, we, we, our initial friendship began over the film *Children of Men*. Okay. Sure, that's a great. Which movie. I think is one of the most underrated films of twenty first century. I think yeah, it's that the one best shot, sci-fi film. Yeah, that one shot that goes for. Like, so that's why we be, we bonded over crazy. long takes, and we started talking about all these different movies. I am Cuba, which is nineteen sixty four black and white film, which is shot to look like it's one long take, uh-huh. much like how Birdman was years mm-hmm. later. But then we started talking about Irreversible, which he was director of photography for, and that movie is only seven shots long. And I mean, just to put that in comparison, I think a Michael Bay film is like three thousand shots. Oh yeah. That's Wait, not so would you, you what you mean by that is like seven long takes that are connected to make an hour and a half long film? Like so, like in so PBS, cut, cut, and it's cuts, it, and it's yeah. shot, it's shot in a way to make it look like it's one continuous shot. So it's seven takes that look like it's one long. But take. but if you're not really watching it, you might think it's one. Yes, yeah. you have to look for it. They blended in well, masterfully. In fact, are you? Is that something that you like? You try to incorporate. I personally think long takes are the highest and purest form of cinema because you can't hide behind and edit it. Yeah. Whatever you do in front of the camera, that's it. Like in our Martin Tower video, we had like <laughs> 200 yeah, cuts in For a, a two-minute video. <laughs> what, so you see, to do a long take, I mean, you got to you gotta rehearse it. And, uh, and that you have to one, have quality actors. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that one take in Children of Men where they go into the hospital, like they go that's through the battle. crazy. You got to watch that. I think that took them like, like two months to rehearse. Really? Yeah. So wait, they're rolling, right? Nonstop. Nonstop. And so, you know, nothing can go wrong in the take. If right? it does, so you start over. If this goes, it's if like, that happens, yep. you it's start like, over. It's like one Crap. of those video games. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. It's like one of those video games where you have to do like whatever to get the mission and you get right to the end. And, and you fail, and then they start you back at the So degree. like yeah. any Nintendo game uh, <laughs> for NES. Man. You no, know, I have ever. every... We're... Uh, this is so off. Like this, this is not going how I planned, which is good. <laughs> but we we set up um like a, a playroom in the basement. Okay. And we're gonna set up like a Atari game system. I've every Sweet. well an NES whatever. I my buddy Matt Blum gave me every Nintendo ROM mm. ever made. Matt Blum, he just sold you out, bud. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Matt. <laughs> oh, Matt, you know Matt. You're, you Matt actually Matt. worked yeah. on this project with. Oh yeah, me. no, Matt's yeah. Matt's the best. Yeah, we, he's he's, he's been on, and no, we're he's always he's, so the project yeah. that we're talking about. Well, let's wait, wait, wait. What? We didn't even we didn't get to what we needed to talk about first. So you want, we don't know what the alternative gallery is yet. Oh, oh yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. You want me get into that quick? Yeah. Well, because I'm curious, people who haven't been there or seen it. Well, because the film is absolutely an extension of that. Yeah, it's just because, and we'll just tell my first experience for you. Okay. Because we went over and um, <laughs> you're do you were doing a like a video on the roof, the rooftop sessions for, with um, tape swap. This way to the egress. Yep. Who are awesome. And so he's like, hey, can you come over and drone on the roof here in downtown Al? I'm like, I, I think. While we have a band play live on the roof. I'm like, I think I, I no. can. No. 
That's a different um, one. Yeah, my, my drone thankfully made it through. Yeah. But <laughs> usually when you fly a drone, you're on the ground. Yep. But no, we're in the top of how many stories is it? Uh, so you're on top of the fourth floor, so you're technically like five and a half stories up at that point. And the way that it's situated in Allentown, you can... It's the geography of it. Like, you feel you're yeah. very high up. We're on the top four, of the ridge, so you can see that yeah. literally the entire mountain range around the valley. So it sounds like four stories, it doesn't seem like much, but you're actually, you're a lot higher than mm-hmm. it would you would think. So doing those things, I'm like, the entire time flying the drone, I'm like peeing myself. Because <laughs> you, you go off the roof, and then you're immediately 100 feet higher. Yeah, so yeah. you're like already on a sky deck almost. And then the, um, the building itself, and you can talk more about this too. I mean, it's like, if you've never been in there before... I was texting him. I'm like, I don't know what one of these 17 doors you go into. <laughs> and then I get into one and you're in a basement in like a Silent Hill mo- like video game. <laughs> I'm like, can someone just please help me yeah, like, yeah. get to the roof? You made um, it. Yeah. You're um, still alive. You got the experience to talk about. I'm, I'm here. But yeah, so tell me about how did that I drank come, beer on that roof. come to be? So did I. <laughs> There's uh, a lot. You're, you're a long <laughs> list of names. So after working in new york city on films for about five years i came back here home to allentown lehigh valley uh because i was burnt out i ended up in a lot of projects that it wasn't cool like i don't know like reality tv and stuff like that mm-hmm. um everyone i worked with for the most part was amazing it's just the projects kind of sucked and they were just killing my soul it's not what i wanted to get out of film so between that and some issues going on personal issues with my family i wanted to be closer to what was happening and I was like, all right, well, now what do I do? Because I just spent the last almost six years working on movies, and that's obviously not happening in a way that's going to pay my bills in yeah. Lehigh Valley. So then I, I, at that point, I had started getting more into like my photography and digital art, and I was trying to show around spaces. And I tried L.A. for about five weeks, but I was, uh, I don't know, had I not just left New York City, I might have adjusted better there, but it's just I was like, I can't do it. So I, I kept coming back here to Lehigh Valley. I was like, all right, well, I'm here the again. Magnet. Now what do I do? Started showing my digital work and my photography prints. And I, not to bash the spaces that were around at the time, but they just weren't providing what I personally needed. And they weren't showing the kind of stuff I wanted to show. I mean, I grew up in a really interesting environment with a lot of break dancers and DJs mm-hmm. and graffiti artists. And I was like, these are things that I love that you can't get around here. So I was like, I want to create a space that catered to what would be considered outsider art and culture. But for me, it's just what I know. Yeah. It's outsider art and culture because no one else will really let it in. Right, right, right. So I want to design a space that was focused on like street art and graffiti and hip hop and punk and metal, things that I loved. Mm-hmm. You know, not necessarily that I had to do. I, I never skated, but I always loved and supported skating culture. Same right. Break dancing, like I played music for those guys. I wasn't a dancer. Just yeah. I never had the desire to express myself that way. You know, I wanted to write weird movies to you know sequels that, that mm-hmm. I'll never get to make. Um, but as I started doing this, I, I met some like-minded people, and I was, I was like, you know, all right, let's let's really do this. Yeah. And I I set out that if we're gonna do this, it has to last because what happens is every venue that pops up, it has lifespan of typically two to four years, and then we're back to square one. We got to start over, find Why new space. Is that? I personally think the DIY communities, not even just in, in Bethlehem and in the Lehigh Valley, but around the country, they cannibalize themselves often. There is this idea of what a space should be, and people try to change it. Egos get involved. Kind I of think thing. that it, this is what I think is part of it. Like, I'll, I'll often, I like listening to perspectives and criticism on what I do because it helps me understand how people are experiencing it. But I hate that. but what i what i tend to tell people at at some point in that conversation is that you're just stepping into this for a moment and giving a perspective i am living this every second of my life right i really understand the intricacies of what i'm doing has anybody ever given you like like this is the thing that bothers me the most old man advice well advice were that it's like yeah i've I've i know i've considered that you don't think i've already considered that yeah it's not possible correct right a lot of the a lot of the stuff i've gotten in the past was about how we run our space as like a music venue and it's like okay that's great if our space were only a music venue yeah but it's it's i mean we have a kids classroom we do children's art classes we have a print shop we have a wood shop we have a film archive we do film screenings we do retro arcades and try to get people who have video games to present their games and they can get some actual feedback and then we're supporting indie developers. Like, yeah. We're so multifaceted. And the original idea was uh, five years and in five years we would cover three phases. Phase one being visual art, paintings, prints, things you could easily hang on the wall, easily get access to. Because when we started the space, I didn't have money. I still yeah. don't have money. 
and I had to go for a space where I didn't have to pay rent, which was a hallway in a hotel. Yeah, Ninth and Hamilton, right across yeah, the street from yeah, PPL. Yeah. Yep. And it was a great space. I loved it. And how did you get? How did the building come in? I mean, I think you've told the building before, we're currently in now. Yeah. So we were at the Holiday it's Inn. Like, it's yeah. Great it's actually it's actually a really interesting story. We were at the Holiday Inn, and we we had the whole the, the hallway, and then uh, a little less than a year after that, we got the retail space there. The building manager was uh, of the hotel was quite a shady character, and he was up to some really the business uns- manager of the, the Holiday Inn, the building manager, <laughs> oh, the building manager, the, the building of the, manager of the Holiday Inn in. in Center City, Allentown oh, was up to yeah. no good. Yeah, you're, Uns- you're kidding me about that. Unscrupulous. I don't believe it. And that. we had a gentleman's agreement for our retail space because he wanted an astronomical fee for it. It was like $1,700 a month for a space that was maybe five times the size of the room we're sitting in right now. No storage. Are you calling the room small? This is our studio, man. I love it. I, I, it's quaint. I wouldn't say small. Our, our space was not quaint for, for a public access retail space. It right. wasn't working for us. So we had a gentleman's agreement for use of the space, and he was to, if anyone were to rent the space out, give us ample heads up to relocate. You're relocating a business. You need yeah. a certain amount of time. Sure. He gave me two weeks. Yeah. yeah. And I went out to every construction company, every developer, everyone in the city of Allentown that was working on a project or changing a building, asking for something temporary, two to four months, just to figure it out further. No one was budging. I had no help. I literally had... Uh, my friend Tremaine, he had a, a space that he was renting on Hamilton that was completely unfinished that we could just store everything in. Uh-huh. Because and what, what were you it? selling in this retail space? Uh, so uh, paintings. Uh, the retail space was really focused on the stuff we couldn't hang in the hallways, uh-huh. like uh, like like jewelry and greeding cards. Was that like consignment, like people coming yeah, every, in. Yeah, one hundred percent consignment. Yeah, because yeah. we didn't have the budget, so we would do. Uh, majority like, we would do 80% of any sales would go right back to the artist and 20% yeah, okay. just to f- keep us going which is I think we're still the same we haven't changed right, it at yeah. all and honestly when we get a proper funding I don't want to take a dollar for art right as a nonprofit, <laughs> my goal is not to make money on artists it's to, it's to create opportunities for artists yeah period yeah. I don't care because I will do stuff with no resources all day I've been doing it for seven years now uh-huh. so when we were being forced out of the holiday Inn, it looked like storage were our only option and literally the day we were supposed to be moving out, I went there. A bunch of my friends were there helping. We've always had great support. They were helping us pack things up, put in their cars. It was kind of like a very not, – not the best vibes going around because this yeah, thought like it was the end of an era. Yeah, yeah. And uh, my friend the day before had set up a meeting with me with the building manager at the Cigar Factory. I was like, look, I've been there. The building's awesome. I th- I doubt anything's gonna happen. Yeah, it's unlikely. I, I would be but thinking that too. Cause let me go do it. So like, you guys keep doing your thing. I went and I met with the building manager who's still there. Me and him work together. We work amazingly, by the way. And I kind of explained the situation and what we do and what we want to do and what we could bring to the building, which was very very empty around that point. And he trusted us enough that I left that meeting with a key. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I went back. I was like, uh, yeah, I'm totally not fucking with you guys. Follow me. <laughs> so you guys, they're packing stuff up. Yeah. And you have a key storage, to a storage thing, a couple blocks fan. down. And then we get there. What did that feel like? It was going insane. back, walking back to those people Stealing that just something? came. In the- I honestly was more concerned with them not believing me and trying to like explain that. <laughs> and then when I showed them the key, they're like, "What?" I'm like, "Yeah, I didn't have this key when I left." Yeah. So and even says, "Do not duplicate. You can't just get this key made anywhere." So I was like, "All right, let's go." And we pulled up in front of the cigar factory. And keep in mind, we had a tiny retail space in a hallway in a hotel, and we're suddenly in front of what seemed like a castle. <laughs> it felt gigantic, and. At that point, we just had the retail space, which is still the AG retail space. It's now be re- rebranded as the resource where we like sell art supplies and stuff like that. We moved all the stuff in, and I went <laughs> to the building manager. Or the, I'm sorry, the, the building superintendent at the time. I was like, can we please go to the roof and have a celebratory drink? Yeah. Because this has been the most insane day mm. ever. We're up there having our celebratory drink, <laughs> and every single light in two or three block radius black out, really? including our building. What? Yes. And like, all right, now what? So now we then afterwards, did we, like, build, did we the, break it. No, the, 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 building, we, we the ended building up, manager's like, now you see why I gave you the yeah, yeah, right? yeah, right. No, no it's some weird. I think someone CNN's like, there, like breaking news. I think <laughs> someone like artist. smashed <laughs> someone smashed into a transformer or something like that. Knocked out power for a few hours. But then we ended up. We went from the roof back to the basement and we had pulled out a beer pong table. And we're, we order a bunch of pizzas, and like we're in the basement playing beer pong in the emergency lights, and I'm like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> yeah. 
What? Like, I literally woke up today thinking this was done. Right. And 15 months after that day, we took over running that building. And when you say take over, like you, so you're so that guy got fired for oh, sucking. Probably for giving you the key that day. No, no, no. So no. the building, it was the building manager who gave me the key, and it was the building superintendent okay. who got fired who gotcha. took over for. Okay. So all right, yeah, well that makes more awesome. sense then. So you're managing yeah. the building. So I, I, I may have misspoke, but um, yeah, it was the building superintendent who. So who, that's effectively who, you now. Yes, that is entitled me, but that those tasks divided up by my team of volunteers, sure, yeah. who are all amazing. Everyone, including myself, are still volunteers, both on the gallery side and the building side we treat the building as if it's our own yeah we keep it clean we keep it safe we look after everyone because we set the tone properly and we have the rare chance of controlling our environment everything runs amazing uh-huh i've never had a fight i've if the cops show up they're gonna be there to hang out right yeah. the only group of people i try to keep out are the fire department because and comedians and, no, I love you guys. I love you guys. Uh, but no, the fire the fire department's been great. But obviously, any you know any stupid amount of false calls can be right, you know, right. an issue for you. And that's you, also, so. but so that's and not like in the news. So that hap- that thing that happened in California, ghost ship, ghost ship. Yeah, that has to cr- like that's that was terrifying. For terrifying me. for you, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because I'm responsible for every living soul in that building yeah yeah and the safety of every person and i mean i'm sure there's probably a lot of things that happened in that area yeah. that they that, did incorrectly that, yeah, yeah. They did incorrectly well and the building is up to code now they, they totally renovated so it's it's safe now yeah you know there's still some things you know we want to fix and, and see uh done better but i mean yeah that's my ultimate fear and you know you, you have this this uh, this idea that goes around like oh art is dangerous and blah 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 it's like okay that's silly art can can challenge conventional ideas sure but art doesn't have to be anything right so shut the fuck up don't say that what yeah. i do has to be anything exactly. that's your interpretation of it let's leave it there yeah okay? it's an opinion uh-huh. i want people to be safe in my building if there's something wrong all right hey everyone let's go home let's come back another night be safe tonight we can do this sure. again uh-huh. you can't do it again if you lose your life right nope. right i could yeah. never so that's why i am very strict about what we do anywhere in that building yeah and my number one rule in general is be mindful of the neighborhood yeah because if we are negatively impacting the people who live closest to my building we either should not be doing that thing or we shouldn't be doing anything yeah and and what's really cool is i actually grew up in that neighborhood okay. oh i the first place i ever lived with eighth and tillman there was a boxing gym uh basically right across the street from where the gallery is now that they they gave us a room with it for us to break dance and paint up huh. and this was like around the year 2000 and that neighborhood was so sketchy mm-hmm. it was terrifying oh, yeah. it was terrifying <clears throat> it was all run by it was all gangland it mm-hmm. was really bad so to see how far it's come i never in a million years thought i would be hanging out in that building let alone be the one running it and so like what are some of the for like the lay person who has never set foot in it what have you like it uh, is there can they like go there on a saturday afternoon yep. like what, what would happen if i we walked in with my kid or whatever like what what kind of opportunities are there the building is open to the public monday through saturday 10 a.m to 10 p.m we have four retail spaces one of which is a coffee shop without limits run by billy mac yep. we have the building office which kind of obviously is just a building office at the moment uh our retail space the resource which i mentioned in our children's classroom and then okay. the building when they renovated it was fitted to be artist studios so the first and fourth floors have art studios mm-hmm. second and third is still technically manufacturing which they will be converted over as well and the space is open to all ages that's very very important everything we do is all ages it has to be Mm -hmm. because there are so few legal all ages spaces anywhere let alone this area so it is absolutely welcome for kids there there's art all over the place uh, we try to be mindful that it is all ages and different types of people walking through. Mm-hmm. So you can browse around and it's totally safe. You right. Know, you, can, you can. I I often tell it's people really explore. Cool, it's one of those things. Like if you're if you're quasi interested, you should at least go. Once. I love like whenever to, just to see. It's just such a weird like like even the first time I was in there, I'm like I feel it just was neat to be inside of. Yeah. The building. Yeah. Like it just. I don't know. I felt like you. It's just have, you feel like when you're inside, like you're just in all this like creative juices yeah you know like that sounds kind of weird like but it's <laughs> no, really, honestly you're, right. you're like you're, saying, yeah. you're like and yeah. so i know like you've the comedy shows that yeah. i've you always look forward to stuff like that yeah be like live podcasts and uh i remember i you, i think you either you took me on a tour or somebody did in all these you know the the studios and everything yeah. so if if there's an artist in the that's listening that yep. wants to show their stuff wants a place to work what do they Absolutely. do they contact you so they can stop by our building we're on uh, 707 North 4th Street right off of Tillman on 4th uh, they can 
email us contact at the alternative gallery.com and it's, it's pretty easy to find us and get in touch with us um you know we are all volunteer run so if we don't get back to you immediately it's just because we're short-staffed you know yeah you're working on your jurassic park movie exactly <laughs> yeah like, sorry guys tuesdays are for I'm, al- I'm almost park. hoping for a reboot at some point <laughs> that i could step up and direct that or a godzilla film yeah. Um, but yeah, it's I, we encourage people to get involved in any capacity, not just visual art, but I mean, we, we have break dancers and graffiti artists and comedians, uh-huh. we're, and we're trying to focus more on technology with video game development and, and animation, and mm-hmm. I, I want to create full-fledged studios for each one of these things to support and fund projects, Yeah, because there aren't opportunities in Leah Valley, mm-hmm. and it pisses me off that anyone who's really talented gets frustrated and often leaves the area. I did the same thing. You did yeah, the same thing, yeah, Tyler. Yeah. You moved to New York. Yeah. You and I did the same thing. And I came back, and I'm glad I did because I would not be spending my time doing this if these opportunities already existed. Right, right. And people want cities and areas like Leah Valley. Yeah. Because the big cities, are they're too expensive. Mm-hmm. They, they push people and up you like get, us out. And you get like... And they're not conducive for creativity anymore. Right, and you get like like thrown into this like muck of... Yep. Like it's a rat comedy. Race. There's like thousands of people yeah. where like you're like you can't spend your time creating because you're trying to stay above water. Yeah. Like, how do I it's get too on? competitive? Yeah. And you're not and focused I, on competitions. Creating. Fine. And everything. Yeah. But sometimes with art, you got to be able to just like sit down and think about who you are. Yeah. You know, and uh, you know, I, I think I, Leah I, Valley does a great job of that because we're, we're, it's a small town, but it's also not. Yeah. Like we were talking about earlier. There is a million. It's really unique. Yeah. 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 And there's everything. Allentown is like a city. Bethlehem is like a. So you have you know, more. We have more people than Buffalo, New York. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I think that um, I don't know. One of the worst things is wasted talent. I see it happen a lot because it doesn't matter how talented you are. If you're not motivated to use it for something, mm-hmm. it's just gonna be wasted. Yeah. And I think it's very easy for people to get discouraged. I've seen it happen more with bands than anything else because it's really difficult for four or five people, however many people are in a band, to kind of align right. and schedules click and emotions to not drown them out with what they're yeah. doing. And it's like, I try to be the person that encourages them. I force bands to get back together <laughs> just because I want to hear them again. I'm You're like, like, shut Tinder the fuck for up. Bands. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, you guys are amazing. Just deal with your bullshit. Go to therapy. Do what you gotta do. You're Go you're making therapy. masterpieces the world will never know about yeah. unless you get your shit together. Yeah. Let's do this. And we need to foster creativity. And I think I think the arts are an essential part of modern human life that we are neglecting. Oh, what do you? For me, when you talk, when you get to this level of there's this awesome space like you have in Allentown. How do you get some of the people who maybe are like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm heading out to the, we're going to go to the bar tonight. You know, yeah. these are the things that I do. Yeah. Uh, long day, long week of work. I'm going to the bar. We're doing this or that. Like, how can you get them to come and experience it as well? Yeah. So this year I've been focusing a lot on doing offsite events. Um, okay. Screenings at libraries, universities. Uh, one of the original ideas when we started the gallery was most most artists don't even go to art galleries, so why would a regular person? So we're like, all right, well, we're going to go to restaurants and bars and take art there. Mm-hmm. And then people are having conversations like, oh, my God, this is amazing. I never thought I would like art, but this is really cool. Do you guys have more? Can I come see it? It's like, yeah, see? You're just not exposed to it. The second you expose someone and you realize they realize you're not a douchebag, you're a regular person, you know, I, I, I only, I am who I am because of all the interesting people that I've met. Right. They inspire the hell out of me. That's how I stay inspired, by motivating artists to do the thing. Mm. That's what makes me want to get up every day and then make my own art on top of all the other you know backbreaking work i have to do just for us to have this platform yeah and for the last seven years i've had to literally hit the pause button on all my art mm-hmm. to help others do theirs yeah and i was and that's willing, a sacrifice that you i mean that's just something you you got to do if you want i had to do it and i'm glad i did because we would not be here today if i had not done it that way and i was willing to sacrifice my career my entire life fortunately i didn't have to do that I now am in a place where I can still support those artists and get back to my own art. Mm-hmm. And, and, spe- it's, and it's refined my voice. And yeah. speaking of some Whoa. off-site stuff. Wow, George. Um, <laughs> I didn't have any faith in you. You brought good. it right it's back. It's a good segue. I knew it once he said it. <laughs> so one of the things you, you do want to talk about today, obviously, is you have an upcoming documentary film. Um, and we you're going to be able to find all the information in this in the notes for the podcast. But do you want to talk, because this is coming out, um, April 11th at the Emmaus Theater. That's right, yeah. So tell us more about, uh, is Queen City is the name of the documentary? Yeah, Queen City is the name of the film. I, I finally made a feature film, a uh, documentary. Are there any dinosaurs in this movie? <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a, there's the a draw- can. Where's the barbersaw <laughs> can? Does it come back? There, there's, you got to put those Easter eggs. <laughs> there's a drawing of a dinosaur. That's close enough. And there's some there's some animation going on uh, as well. Where that's the, that's the last part of the film we're still working on. Everything else is complete. We have a picture lock aside from some sound stuff. 
and the animation. But this is a film I shot at Allentown Arts Fest, which is down at Cedar Beach and mm-hmm. every September. Mm-hmm. Three stages of music, interactive technology tent, uh, huge graffiti panels, break dancing. We, we built a skate park. Which podcast? Actually, you do podcast? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We want to have. Yeah. Ha- uh, we want to have. Um, we want to have more media stuff. So we should talk about that. Yeah. About how you get yeah. you guys involved. I. So we tried to do a media tent last year. We just didn't get a sponsor for it. Okay. So like literally yeah. doing this stuff. Well, I'll say this stuff. Get that. You know. <laughs> Now, now that you're on the public we, airwaves. We may be able to, to <laughs> right? work that out. So <laughs> I, I always relied on the videos and photos from people that came to Arts Fest to kind of like showcase what the event is. And the first like three or four years it didn't happen. I'm like, damn it. All right. I guess we have to do this also. So I decided about two months before the 2018 festival, I'm going to go make a documentary. But guess what? I don't have any money or a camera. So <laughs> I Those are two things you, you need. You <laughs> need both those things if you're serious about making a decent movie. Uh, so I started enlisting the help of people I knew who did have cameras. Yeah. You know, I, did, we, I did come out and drone a little bit of this. I don't know if it made the cut. but Did you send it to me? I did. Oh. It's okay if it didn't. Oh man! Well, you send it me again because I don't remember seeing it. <laughs> it's alright. It's alright. Um, but so I had yeah drone operators, camera operators, sixteen millimeter film camera. I ended up getting this really nice mini DV camera from like the mid two thousands, and I was like, I'm using this. So I shot mine with standard definition, which I had of course then digitize all the footage. So it's a mix of HD, four K. 16 millimeter people shot with iPhones about a dozen videographers which is really cool because it offers a unique perspective mm-hmm. and when I say documentary it's not a traditional documentary there's yeah, no there's talking like heads a, there's not like a guy in no. a suit that's there's and no then they drill where, where are you there there's no context <laughs> it. it just opens there's no context of what it is I want you to walk into it blindly. There's no narration. There's not even a, a, a setting of Allentown, PA. Like you need to figure uh, it the out. The year on was your own. 2017. It's supposed to be like like day in the life of like if you were to just walk around and experience Art Fest and see pieces of things, that's how it would be. Yeah. So it's it's considered direct cinema style, which it's 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 like I said, no narration, no voiceover, no interviews, a fly in the wall style, and then it's also mixed with animation and just like pieces where it's a complete art film because there's no rules and that's what I love about documentaries there's multiple ways to tell those stories in documentary the lines are always blurring and it's always being redefined so it's it's just a really one of a kind interesting film it's an amazing experience for anyone that's been there I some of the footage I showed to people they got a little emotional just because they the impact of they felt like they were there mm-hmm. and that's what I want to do and the film is is catered more to artists than anyone because I want artists to know what we're doing what the alternative gallery is doing what Allentown Arts Fest is doing because we had 25,000 people out there last year wow. and this is a free festival and this festival will always be free Yeah. and the fact that we're still doing it is I think it's funny too because didn't you start out didn't you have I, I, I might be wrong but didn't you have a little bit of backlash when you started and now you're at the point now where it's like if you're bringing out twenty five thousand people, yeah, the city can't really say anything. I mean, you know, it's oh, like, it's backlash sorry. from the city. You mean? Well, I don't. I don't. I so, can't remember. Really. I, I feel like I saw. Something. We we every every new step we take, we get backlash, and that that's like going back to what I was talking about before. People's ideas and opinions. It's like, okay, I get it, but you're not looking at it the way we're looking at it because we're looking at it from. This every isn't how we do time. things around here. Yeah. Correct. So yeah, the first year the city demanded that we put a fence up, and we couldn't have dogs, and people were pissed off because they, oh, I could bring my dogs here another day. It's like I'm not against you having your dog. It was one of the stipulations from the city of Allentown mm-hmm. for us to have yeah. this event. And then, yeah, we don't want to have a fence. It's another $9,000. I mean, yeah. we lost over $30,000 that first year. And we, like, as of the last one, it finally started to break even, but we're not making money. Right. And because of that, that's why I can't pay myself. That's why I can't pay staff. Right. That's why I can't fund programs. That's why I can't buy gear, like, new speakers for shows and cameras and stuff like that. The things we need. So we make do. Because Arts Fest has to exist. Yeah. Almost more than the Alternative Gallery has to exist. Because you'll get people that come out to Arts Fest don't come out to anything else all year long. Mm-hmm. And that's a true family celebration. Well, then you, and if you get them at Arts Fest, you can expose them to some other things and Correct. then they're more apt to then... And I'll tell you what, one thing, the biggest change I've seen in this city since we started Arts Fest was graffiti. The, the first year, the city of Allentown was reluctant for us to have graffiti in any way. But the only reason they said yes was because we knew a lot of the bike cops because they would come and hang out on Hamilton because it was like one of their stops, just a place to bullshit. And I would have graffiti artists out there painting on canvas because we didn't have any walls there. And they were like, damn, like these guys are really good artists and they're just regular people because they never see them painting unless they're chasing them. Yeah, yeah. So there was an experience on both ends where there was like mutual understanding of like this should exist if we do it a certain way. Right. And 
since we started doing that, especially in the basement of our building where we've completely turned over to like graffiti artists and, and street artists, illegal graffiti in the city of Allentown is almost at zero percent. Really? It's like completely gone. Because they have an outlet now. Because they have an outlet. And we've educated them on how to do it. And we will get you exterior walls. And the city of Allentown will support them. And I often give graffiti artists a card. I'm like, here, take this. If you get any shit from the city of Allentown or the cops, give them my card. <laughs> yeah. And I'll talk to them for you. I'll do what I Wait, can. We need some of those cards. Be like, hey, <laughs> totally well, fine. Well, Bethlehem cops are a little different. <laughs> they, they, they're Allentown cops, I think, uh, they're... They're a lot more laid back because they deal with some serious shit at times. Yeah. Right, so they know like this. Like, I'm not gonna chase this kid for doing some graffiti yeah. if we have a. Yeah. So I, I've had immense support from this. Not initially, but yeah, the, initially the city of Valentine was but, not in support of what I was doing. Yeah, you gotta build trust. But now like, they're. I mean, they come to us for everything. That's and great. It's, it's been amazing. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what you. Want. Of course, you're gonna have some backlash if you're doing something differently. Yeah. But then I think it's a it's a very mature thing to. Get to the point where you're at now, and then kind of yeah. look at the city and go, "No hard feelings. I know you were doing your job. I'm too serious to be spiteful." Because you find that with some people, like they just can't let something yeah. go, and then yeah. it's just you know not allowing you to progress. And don't get me wrong, I think there are certain situations or even individuals that are so beyond working with or saving that right. they, they should serve as an example. But yeah. that is so insanely rare. Yeah, because you're you're going this way. Yeah, like, you know, I don't have time yeah. for your negativity right. over no, there, dude. And you know what, time is resource you never get back yeah like i don't want to waste it on someone that doesn't deserve my time i'm not gonna be pissed off or like yeah. some bullshit petty argument do you think that the people that you deal with are have become over time more willing to adapt and try new things than when you started 100 percent. because even even uh even the naysayers against me those that are running creative spaces, they they have literally modeled them after exactly what I'm doing, uh -huh. and I applaud them because we're doing it's a good idea, right? You know, and they're you, ideas that I figured out or borrowed from others. Do you think that's, do you think that's something that's Lehigh Valley, uh, like something that happens in Lehigh Valley a lot? Like people are stuck in their ways, not willing to you know step outside of the box, or did you also experience that? Because in New York. They have their own box yeah. that they don't step outside. I think of. the Leah Valley is tougher. Tougher, yeah. Yeah, I really do. Yeah. I, I, I mean, but do I you see that changing in a positive way? Slowly, mm -hmm. I see it changing quicker within creative communities, and I, I, I think creative communities are just more open-minded in general. But how do you get the non-creative communities to come out and be like, like, wow, there's a lot of talent things like arts fest you know yeah. arts fest is super accessible you know things like these film screenings we're doing at libraries which are free which a lot of those are like home movies or short documentaries but basically lost history some mm -hmm. of the things we have are one-of-a-kind materials like i said doing things where people already are yeah and, so, and it, roping them in sure. is that is that is that why you know you're gonna take this doc to the mass theater and and, yeah. and try to show people what's going on. So that maybe there's exactly. a whole group of people that have never been to Arts Fest that are like, that's there right yeah. there. <laughs> so a mass theater is the start of it. It's not it's not the end. It's my best foot forward, and I'm really happy to do what I'm doing because we. We've talked about it in the past, and I'll be open about it. We are trying to reopen the Franklin Theater, which is mm -hmm. 500 feet from the yeah. Alternative Gallery. The Scar What's Factor. the state of that? Because, like, we talked about the Boyd and everything. That we know that it's a it's totally fine. It's just yeah. it's a shell. It just there's no theater seats. The box office is gone. The concession area is now a gun store. But wouldn't you like? <laughs> yeah. So that's that's the fight. We we got it. The what? guy that owns it. Yeah. <laughs> I so let's that. so let's let's real quick because it's gonna so tie into what I Where you say. bought popcorn? Now you buy bullets. In nine millimeters. Yeah. I and I I've been in there many times to assess the property with. Would that be funny if they developers. sold the bullets in the popcorn? Top? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Here you go. They literally. <laughs> so when this gun store opened, I went to the city of Allentown. I was like, "How the hell did you let a gun store open in Fourth and Tillman? Want to know what zoning's response was to me? What gun store? That doesn't. They don't even know. They didn't even know because the guy, the guy on his application put that it was going to be a sporting goods store, and was approved well, for a sporting goods store. And because all state and federal licenses, yeah, it's Pennsylvania, buddy, are yeah. out of the the, yeah. the jurisdiction of Allentown, the city could do nothing. Yeah. So That's... the gun store opened down there without any knowledge by the city. Wow, smart and, guy. Yeah, I mean, not, smart guy with guns. Great. <laughs> he's, an, he's, he's an out of state business guy that just wants to flip the property, and make a bunch of money. It's yeah. not going to happen. Um, so 
when we reopen the Franklin, because it's going to happen at some point, mm-hmm. I want it to be kind that, that of... That would be fantastic. I hope you guys yeah. do. It's going to happen. Well, so it's not only the oldest standing theater in Lehigh Valley, mm-hmm. but if it were re- reopened today, it'd be the sixth oldest in the country. Wow. Cause, and that's, yeah. too, how you change an area. If you're providing Correct. you know, places for people to see... Whatever films it's yeah. going to be, whether it's Iron Man or or an indie documentary, yeah. then you're providing a space. Well, I would where do it's Syrian language. I would do Spanish language. I would cater to the people that were there. Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent of the employees will be hired from the neighborhood, aside from the projectionist, because it's a specialty mm-hmm. uh, operation. And we would cater to the neighborhood. And our goal, our business plan for phase one is only selling 20 tickets a screening, mm-hmm. being open three days a week. Do they have a stage there? There is a stage. Oh, baby. What? Yes. So it's not not. If but when yeah. it will happen, and you I know that's the last theater that Lincoln went to that did, he didn't get shot. Are you serious? No, I, I made that up right <laughs> oh. there. So no. gullible, well, George. No. Could be possible. It was, it was it was built after Lincoln was. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't know. I thought you were dropping some knowledge. No, on me. You th- no you but we talked about me earlier. Well, I don't you have much you could have like I could see you like napping during a Discovery <laughs> Channel thing, and you're like picking up Just something. Retain some subconscious. You're like, Wait, I li- I saw one thing. Yeah, Amaze Theater is the most similar to what I want Franklin to be. Mm. So because I don't have that competitive edge, I'm more a collaborator. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because I, I I it's hard for me to even say this is my film, even though I directed and came up with the idea and, and did the majority of the work, I can't ever say it's my film. Because well, without the support of all the people around me, it never would have happened. Right. Yeah, I mean, Period. I'm looking at page uh, page two here, the press release, because they have some bands in here that I know that are, you got a lot of bands, local bands. Yeah. Hexting. Yep. I know Nate Marks. Nate, Nate Marks. Marks is great. And that that's him playing the Yakos theme song. Nate, Nate Marks. <laughs> with I the remember. hot dog. He plays it, He plays a guitar with the Yakos hot dog. I yeah. saw Nate Marks play an oscillating fan once at <laughs> an open mic. And I'm sitting there like, this is really weird that I'm enjoying this, yeah. but it was very interesting. Yeah, he's a trip. Um, so then what is the plan? April, and again, all this information is going to be in the podcast notes, but April 11th is a screening a screening at an Emmaus Theater yeah. at uh, 7 So p.m. that's the premiere of the film. This is going to be unique because everything is thrown online these days. And I, I put out a couple of trailers and I'll release more footage and sequences, but I'm never going to put the whole never? movie. And what's, Prob- what's the reason behind that? I want to keep it special by doing screenings. Okay. I, I want to bring it out to places, so mm-hmm. we're going to do the, the screening, the premiere, celebrating with the people. Push that people we, into live, coming out, correct. Being sit, sitting in forcing a place them, with other people, exactly. And like that's, ugh. and we want to. It's like starting lost. at Emmaus Theater, uh, you, and and then over the summer we're planning on doing uh, a few cities. Like uh, we're trying for Philly, Pittsburgh, Baltimore. You know, to go do screenings there at mm-hmm. DIY art spaces like ours, and again to let other artists know we're doing this because yeah. I what I'm trying to do. It's not for the artists that are in the Leah Valley right now. I'm trying to create a platform for the future people who are here and to also take attract people from other parts of the country right. and world, really. Yeah. Because the Leah Valley does not have what it needs mm-hmm. currently. Mm-hmm. And we have to change that. And you change it by creating platforms that will sustain what you want to build. Yeah. And I want to see a huge... I, I mean, I want to start a film studio here. I want to start an animation studio. I want to start video game production. I want to do everything. I want to support these creators and fund these projects. No bullshit. That they can do what they want to do. I I, I, I simplify it to the point that the, the, the mission of the Alternative Gallery is essentially to fund dreams. Yeah. Really to fund wow. dream projects. Yeah. You know, whether it's a novel or a series of paintings, an album, we want to mm-hmm. do all those things. And the film is a, a, a giant um, collective experience of what that festival was, which was our biggest event to date. Arts Fest gets bigger every year, and I want other people to know about it. And I can't tell you. Like, you can't – like, we could sit here and talk about the Scar Factory and how cool it is all day, but until mm-hmm. you see it, you just can't yeah, wrap yeah. your mind around what it really uh-huh. is. Arts Fest is the same way. I can't I can't do a press release about Arts Fest and explain to you. The best I could do is, like, here's an hour-long documentary, a bunch of cool music. But you a still bunch have stuff. to go. You still have yeah. to go. It's just – it's a highlight because what I said about Arts Fest when I was planning uh, all my videographers where they were going to be shooting, I said what's crazy about it is no matter where I am at Arts Fest, I'm missing most of Arts Fest. <laughs> yeah, that's a great way to put it. So be- that's why I needed so many people. Yeah. Because yeah. no matter how no matter how awesome the thing is that you're watching right now, there's, there's like 50 other things yeah. going on. Yeah. And that's only going to grow with time because we're going to grow around that lake. The festival's going to grow massively. Yeah. I don't know if we gave the date for that. Do you have the date for this year's Arts Fest yet? Uh, the 27th through the 29th of September. Oh, September. La- it's, every, every year it's going to be the last weekend of September. And that's a good that's a good uh, spot for it, too. Yeah. Just I mean, in terms of like the, the festival yeah. schedule. It, bumps, it bumps into Celtic Classic, which is a bummer, because we, we like to volunteer and go to that ourselves. Mm-hmm. But 
kind of with the festival, you got to select your weekend and stick with it because there's so much going on. Because we yeah. push it a week, you're you're, you're dealing with. Hey, so you're fast. always battling. There's something. There's, going there's on. always never, something. There's always something. Let's just pick a date. You know. Yeah. You're never stick with it. Through. Yeah, you have to. Um. So yeah, as, as we're getting down to the end here, you plugged all that stuff. So yeah. Like I said, we'll have it in the in the bottom there. But is there anything like? Is there anything else you guys want to plug? Like, is there anything else coming up? Well, I I think, I think that um. I, I, I want to talk about what we want to do with the film a little bit more. Cause th- so the the screening we're having on April 11th at the Amaze Theater, uh, it's a 450-seat theater. We're trying to fill every single seat. Mm-hmm. The money we get off the tickets, which are only $10 a piece, and they're $10 whether you buy them pre-sale or at the box office. None of that. Get it cheaper. None of that bullshit. Yeah. It's not marketing. <laughs> I want to make it cheap. I want to make it affordable. I want people to be able to come and have the experience. Sure. And we've had this really unique situation where people want to support, but they can't make the screening. So they're buying tickets. And then I have free tickets to give away to people. Okay. okay. Which is really cool. Yeah. I thought it was a great idea. So online contests, yeah. people in our neighborhood, a bunch of the kids want to go out to it. So we're trying to find like one of their mm-hmm. parents to come give them a ride uh, out to the movie. They're like blown away that we made a movie. Yeah. And <laughs> the money I make from this screening, we're going to use to basically purchase a camera package, which is going to fund seven short documentaries um, that are going to all take place in Leah Valley. Cool. And I will continue to screen those for free, both at the Alternative Gallery, Bethlehem Library, universities, and those I'll put online. They're going to be short, like five to seven minute films. But the longer film I want to keep, like maybe down the road we'll do, like release it online or something like that. Because if I were to monetize that film in any way, I would want the money to go to the artists who are featured sure, in Sure, and if there's mm-hmm. an opportunity to make some money on it, then yeah. Had I planned this out more than yeah. two months before, I would have like actually tried to work towards a physical release soundtrack, which mm-hmm. 100% of the profit would go to the artist split even. You could probably do that retroactively, I'm Correct. sure, right? Yeah, yeah. and I... I haven't announced this yet, but I'll, I'll talk about it here. We are planning on doing another Arts Fest film this year as well. Oh, nice. So it's be, even if it doesn't turn out to be a film every year, we need proper coverage. I don't want to rely on random people getting coverage. So we're going to have videographers at every stage, every like the area. News? No, <laughs> video. Like, 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 no, like you don't rely on the news, are you saying, mm, to come out? No. Is I, this a. No. Oh. They they only show up when we're waist deep in water pulling out panels on the Rose Garden side. <laughs> yeah, we got flooded out in 2015. That's a whole other shit hey, show. We'll talk, we'll talk to our our, uh, our friend Alex Hogan. Maybe yeah. we can get her down there. Yeah. So yeah, the, the, cool. so basically what I did with this film is I approached someone who was already a supporter of ours and I asked him, he's like, look, I'll give you an executive producer credit if you cut me a check for $700 because that's that's what I estimated my budget for like buying camera batteries, a new hard drive, yeah. this and that, yeah. some promo stuff marketing materials and with that $700 I made this film and that $700 film is now going to play in a legitimate movie theater and the money we make off of that is going to fund additional projects Yeah. so because I don't have real funding yeah. that's how I, I, I think like yeah, yeah. definitely like in looking at what you do being resourceful like if you can tell people or young artists like be resourceful because I'm sure they make look at things to. and they're like Man, if I just had a there aren't a lot of resources yeah. out there right so now. You, you think about it, like you do hear that all the time. Like, man, if I all I would need is a thousand dollars. Like, well, it's a lot of money, but it's not a ton of money. Yeah. So if you can do it for a thousand, you could probably do it. Well, or we, find we, somebody who already has a thousand dollar item. Yeah. And yeah. We've them to talked help you. to people about podcasts and stuff, and they're like, "Oh man, it must be a lot of work." I'm like, "Eh, not really." It's like it's a matter of scary. It's matter going to mess it up. It's a matter of doing some research and figuring out and figuring out. what And that's a big thing. And that's advice I offer. That's advice I would offer to anyone, not just creatives. But don't be afraid to fail. Yeah, I fucked up more than anyone you know. I guarantee it. And I'll put my track record. There's a room of fuck ups. But I, I. I won't we make don't the know same that mistake. about Steve. No, Come yeah, we're not. Steve is excluded. <laughs> I'm the biggest. But I am <laughs> so not true. So not true. But no, definitely. There's been even with like the stuff Leah Valley with Love has done. Thankfully, there's a lot of things that we've done that have failed, but the things that have worked have outshined the failures. Yeah. You got to so, just have like a short-term memory. Be like, all right, next thing, let's go. <laughs> well, work. the thing yeah. is, it's it's when you make the same mistakes over and over again. Uh-huh. That's when it's just like, all right, come yeah, on. Yeah. Like, I, I will never jump on someone for fucking up. Yeah. I'm going to jump on them when they keep fucking up in the same way. Right, like, right, come right. on. Like, just get your act together. There's You should have learned from the first six times. Yeah. How have you not done it yet? So yeah, don't be afraid to try things and, and fail because that's gonna get get you where you need be, need to be. And I really think an entrepreneur of any type is just a successful failure. Yeah, someone that just stuck with it. Yeah. Exactly. So we have yeah. we have essentially turned now into a positive um, like podcast for motivation. Yes. <laughs> so if you're listening to this on Monday or any day this week. Know that we're behind you. Yeah, yeah. do you it. You can do it. Whatever you want to do. And honestly, seriously, chase your dreams. Yeah. I I am a dreamer. Through Don't let your dreams be dreams. Let <laughs> make it happen. 
Because what, 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 you going to be miserable the rest of your life? That's, Here's my last request for this podcast. Yeah. Right. Speaking of that. Okay. What I want to see happen. Yeah. This Jurassic Park movie <laughs> needs to be made into a play. Okay. That Ooh. we sh- you show at the alternative wow. gallery. Okay. Will you be I'll in help the play? With, I'll, I'll even wow help script it. Wow. And, and, do, and do the actual script. Wow. I want to see this thing be, be on paper. It'll be like you know how in Lost they had the flashbacks and flash forwards, and they started doing the flash sideways. Yeah. We could do Jurassic Park flash sideways. Yeah. It's like an alternate timeline. I think you should. I would do like it, to man. See I think this you done. should have like some actors come out. We should, some puppet makers. Puppet that's maker. even better. Yeah. You yeah, got a, 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 car, a cardboard show? ship Dude. that's just like yeah, yeah. So I would, oh, totally. I would love to see the it. movie, the the sequel to Jurassic Park you wrote when you were ten years old. That's great. That's a funny idea because I, I was actually thinking about doing a dinner theater just because I'd never done one before. <laughs> Do the dinner theater with the damn Jurassic Park movie. That's a great idea. Wow. All right. Well, now with, you got me inspired. That, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we want to thank you guys. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, uh, Brandon, for coming on. Thank you. And look for the look for the uh, April 11th Emmaus Theater. Yeah, Queen said you can get tickets now both at the Alternative Gallery and at the Emmaus Theater. Yeah, and go check out the Alternative, you know, gallery. You or know, or see what's going on. Yeah, like come you say, say hi. You say like the Bethlehem Library. So maybe you can't. Maybe it's not. You're not able to get over to Allentown, but you can still go to some of the things that they do. Yeah, I'm. Tr- I'm trying to come to you guys more instead of you all always what, what, having to come to is me. There a, is there? You have a website where they can find wherever yep. you're going to be. Thealternativegallery.com. Yeah. Pretty simple. Uh, yeah. The Facebook is what's the most up to date. Uh-huh. I mean, if you have any questions, reach out. We're super accessible. We like hanging out and talking. So cool. if somebody wants any information. I can. We'll, I can. Uh, I can attest to that. It's, yep. it's a it's a great place to go. Thank you so much. Uh, really super welcoming. Whether you're somebody there to create or just check uh, it out, you know, yeah, you know, consume. Get, consume. That's the word I'm looking for. All right, uh, but yeah. So thanks for us for coming. Well, go, go out and be the best you today. That's there right. You, go. you can be. That's yeah. right. Fuck right, up thanks. and make your life better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. See you yeah. next week.